welcome back everyone to episode 35 count them 35 five touchdowns something we bears fans will never see <laughs> from our offense welcome to episode 35 of barely educated i am your salty co-host mark and i'm joined as always by chris chris how are you doing today i'm all right it's friday you know um That's true. Okay. Mm-hmm, the, the Bulls are back and uh, you know, playing well, even though they lost last night. I'm thinking, you know what? I got to start paying attention to the Bulls. They now. are pretty fun. But can I ask you that a different way? Yeah. Chris, how are you doing today as a Bears fan? Oh, well. Oh, that was that was I, mean. I'm sorry. I got the, <laughs> there's some mixed <laughs> uh, mixed feelings going on. Um, uh, I'm glad that Robert Quinn has been cleared and he'll be playing Sunday. Yes, uh, I'm glad there's a good chance Matt Nagy might not be there at the game. <laughs> because yes, and while we're on that, we wish Matt Nagy well. I hope he makes a full recovery. Yes, I'm not going to pretend I want it to be a speedy recovery. I want him to have no lingering consequences, and I want him yes. to go enjoy his life far, far away from my football team as soon as possible with all the best health. But please go away otherwise. That's well said, my friend. I agree. I endorse. So, Nothing against the man personally. He's just nope. a terrible strategist, and uh, his offense is poo. Pitifully simple to stop, apparently. <laughs> it is poo so, so, yeah, you brought up the Quinn news. <laughs> let's let's lead with the week that was. I think that's kind of a thing we okay. should do every time on these previews. So the big news today is Robert Quinn is cleared to play, and so is Elijah Wilkinson. Now, are they going to be dumb enough to start the right tackle who's not been able to practice just like they did last week, or do you think it'll be Borum? Oh my That's the gosh. other big news. Borum is back. Yeah, Borum's back. I'm excited about that. I, if he's uh, been able to practice, I would put him in. Yeah, me too. Um, but they right tackle, you think they'll put him, not left tackle? I think they'll keep Peters where he is. Borum oh, yeah, played yeah, yeah. right okay, more okay. in college. Oh. Right, okay. Here's, here's the question that's a follow-up really quick while we're on Borum. Right. Isn't it kind of pathetic and is it dangerous for us to be putting so much hope on a fifth-round rookie? <laughs> we're like yes the fifth round rookie's back now the line won't suck you know it just seems a yeah, bit much i guess it's because he looked good you know when he did play week well, one yeah and... and the right tackles were so well bars was okay but they started the game so bad last week that yeah and that raises the why didn't they start bars you know i don't know they're because... idiots That's i'm not an idiot how many times <laughs> in the last four years have we been like why is it taking so long to figure out that this guy should play over this guy see also richard coward oh. Last year, that guy's the worst player on the field every game. It took them like half the season, so that's a consistent problem with the Matt Nagy coaching staff. But Borum is back. Uh, we had a Tevin Jenkins warming up sighting, he was taking snaps, so I guess they're already giving up on Justin Fields. But Tevin Jenkins was back there receiving the snap, he was moving, he's ambulatory, he does, in fact, still have a spine. We, we joked he was a, a jellyfish. No, he is possibly going to play this year that there's that's surprising yeah and we get all that info from coach jason peters yeah that's right the veteran steps up when the coach uh yeah man he let a lot of stuff fly and you know the team's talking more to a lot of players did this week man what does that what does that tell you well i think I don't want to jump to say Nagy's lost the locker room it's possible but i think it's perhaps a bit far I think it does show that they don't care about the stupid little cloak and dagger stuff that Matt Nagy thinks is so important. At the very least, the players are like, I don't, I'll tell you, sure. Yeah. And I think Peters has potentially, so everyone talks about his mentorship. 
if he likes to work with young guys. So I think he's potentially looking around and seeing all these people ragging, especially on Jenkins for being injured and stuff. And maybe, you know, he's thinking, look, I'm going to defend these kids that I'm helping right now. And no, mm-hmm. Borum would be back like any day now. And Jenkins is going to be back in a few weeks. So I think, I think that's one way to read the situation is he's tired of no one coming to these guys defense at all on this. Yeah. And as a uh, future hall of famer, I really respect that, you know, I, his perspective, that that leadership to say there's a void here and I'm going to step up and fill it. I was really pleased, really impressed with that. Yeah, I was happy to see it because I think the idea that you can't tell us anything about these guys updating them is I don't understand where it comes from. It's not like we expect them all to play right away and that you have some competitive advantage. We've got to be quiet about this for competitive reasons. <laughs> Why? Where's Tariq Cohen? You think the Niners are going to be like, oh, Terry Cohen caught a snap in practice. He must be starting. Mm. You know, like the, uh, the lack of updates make you look incompetent or unnecessarily combative with your fans. Forget the media. They're just the, the conduit between the team and the fans. And I think a lot of the Chicago media guys are crushing it the last two years, by the mm. way. Yeah. It, went, better, it yeah. went from, wow, what are these guys doing 10 years ago to pretty terrific. Um, and so – what you're doing is insulting the fans. And so it's, I thought it was interesting that the players were like, okay, we'll talk. And they'd been, you know, criticized by the media for good reason for basically it always being Herbert Fields and mm-hmm. some other young guy or Roquan was the Fields, only vet yeah. who really took it under his wing to talk to people uh, or took it under, you know, his job description, I should say. And so it was good to see several players talking this week. You also had really interesting comments from Eddie Jackson, your mm. favorite bear. My, uh, I, I appreciated one thing about it. Maybe we'll get into a fight live on the pod here. Ooh, yes. Eddie said, I'm not taking back my shade towards Lance Briggs. I'm paraphrasing. He said, the part I'm mad about was people questioning my effort. He's like, it's fine. I didn't tackle well. You can point that out. But like, don't question my effort. And I was like, I respect that. All right. Don't, don't double, don't, don't, don't turn tail and run just because people got on to you. Stick to what you're saying. Defend yourself a little bit. Show a little fire. Maybe it's the start of playing with a little more. And there are a couple articles out this last week or two talking about how he's still taking away a huge chunk of the field where they're really not throwing at him that much. And a lot of the breakdowns are on the other side and he's trying to get over there to like make a tackle and that's where he's bad of course but it makes it look like he blew it and they're saying his side of the field's actually not been the problem so i'm like okay make an impact player two and we'll talk but yeah, i yeah, kind of yeah. like that he wasn't like yeah i'm so sorry lance i kind of like that he's like no he questioned my effort that's uncalled for like i kind of get that okay then don't delete the tweet <laughs> that's true too <laughs> you know i mean you can still <laughs> criticize him i'm just saying i kind of appreciated that he wasn't that he he tried to clarify it and and for whatever it's worth he still met the media when all these other guys are hiding from it and that's, that's true worth pointing out now another guy meeting like the media Roquan the and have an impact gone. on the mm. game and meet the media mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah yeah make a tackle and then pick a ball you know catch an interception you yeah. know so i'm not trying to defend now. him per se i just thought it was worth noting I mean, more interesting. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to bring was, up. No, Felix. no, no. I was just going to say, you know, great safeties like you know Ed Reed. The comparison. They find there. it. Yeah. They find it exactly. You think teams weren't staying away from Ed Reed? Come on. 
the great players make the great plays. No, we definitely need the impact plays. I was just saying I appreciate that he met with the media and clarified the issue. Yeah, and if, um, if I could, and I didn't and, disagree with him. Effort's a hard thing to determine sometimes. Yeah, he's just not fair. good at tackling. Doesn't mean he's not necessarily playing hard in other ways. He's, like, I'm trying, he's gotta I do better do for it. sure. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of it. Like I stink at it. Uh, and then there was the play where he comes up and they run right where he was and he went to the wheel route. That's because oh. that's because that's because Godwin's his man in case it's a pass. Like he's doing his job it just, and it just it, looks oh. awful. So I feel like He's partly got definitely some issues with his play. Yes. He's also had like this really bad run of luck with the optics on some plays where you're like, mm-hmm. not actually his fault, but boy, that looks bad. You know, he looked like the lead blocker on that play. Yeah, it was crazy looking. <laughs> so, but I don't think you can actually fault him that if that's his assignment. So it's a bit of a mixed thing for me. Most interesting were Justin Fields' comments. Mm. Yeah, you tell us. Let's tell walk us. through. Well, they asked him about getting on the same page. Oh, and A-Rob's, too. Man, a whole bunch of them met the media this week. A-Rob's was, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know which to do first. Let, let's do A-Rob's first because it's quicker, maybe. Okay. So A-Rob basically was asked about his connection with Justin Fields and the like problems they're having. And you know what he said, right? Yeah, he said, well, basically, we had, we didn't have time to work together in the preseason. <laughs> oh, I don't remember do you the hear that sound? Word. That's the sweet sound of my vindication. Thank you, A-Rob. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. There's a couple people on Twitter that couldn't understand that point just got absolutely napalmed when the mm-hmm. receiver himself cited that as a problem. Mm-hmm. So, I yes, let, we will take our victory lap on that one, my friend. Uh, and it points to the problem with the coaching that we had from the start of this whole process that they wasted six weeks with Andy Dalton and that not because the Dalton was the starter, but because fields wasn't given even a chance, mm-hmm. no reps with those guys and a rep cites it directly. Now fields himself said a couple things that were, I thought some doozies of, uh, as far as like, good to see him leading, but yeah. ooh, what's that mean for the coaching? Mm. And I do okay. not think it's a stretch to connect those thoughts and wonder what, what that means. Absolutely because he not. said he started organizing his own Zoom meetings with the wide receivers, and they were also working on it, on putting in different routes. And it's like, whoa. Yeah. There's as, a lot in there. <laughs> as my cousin. Cousin uh, Nate? Yep. Cousin joked. Nate. I, I know this is the way the coaches have told you to run the route, but I want to let's learn how to do it the right way now. <laughs> <laughs> Or to be more fair, I thought that was hilarious. To be more fair, it's like maybe the way he's comfortable with, maybe he just means scramble drills because, man, their scramble drills are terrible. I think half his turnovers are coming off of those. Yeah, everyone stops. They don't know know. how to play with him. Ran the route, now what do I do? Yeah. And so it's great that Fields is taking that kind of leadership. Mm -hmm. But go ahead. I want to hear what you say that means about the coach because I know you want to do this. (laughs) All right. Well, um, I think – the fact that all of this starts to be discussed when the coach is gone says a lot of the last week of October. I'm, yeah. I, I don't think, you know, I'm blowing anybody's mind by saying that, but even someone like Eddie Jackson talking to the media when he does, you know, finally <laughs> that, yeah, that tells me too, that they don't, they don't like Matt Nagy, the coach. I mean, maybe the guy they do, but clearly there are some respect issues and I don't, to me, that's the big thing that comes out of all of this is that 
the coach is gone and now things start happening and we start learning things. Even with uh, um, Peter's talking to the media, here's a tweet that uh, Sean Hammond sent out from uh, whatever day that was, the 26th. What's today? Oh, whatever he talked about. It was Tuesday, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. When he announced that uh, Borum would be back. And Hammond wrote, he probably wasn't supposed to tell us that, but here we are. It's like everyone is picking up on this, I think, that Negi's away and the mice will play to, you know. Okay, that's perhaps part of it. Sure. What do you think of this idea that the the players feel like they need to get together and apparently change routes or do something yeah. different with routes? Same, same th- yeah, they don't uh, they don't buy into what he's doing, or maybe if they did at one point, they don't anymore. And the fact that he's gone now says to me that they don't feel like they can talk to him when he is there. That he's stubborn, and we know he is, but he's not willing to be flexible with anything. Now, the first time that he's gone, all right, let's see what we can do here. Let's. Uh, Let's throw some more stuff on the table here. Let's talk. Let's see if we can get on the same page. And maybe if, like you said, a scramble drill earlier, maybe we can talk about what's going to happen if a play breaks down or if I got to scramble out of the pocket. And yeah, the fact that these are happening now when Nagy is gone, that just tells me that they don't, they're not buying into it. They're not. Surely offensive players are ticked off and pretty sick of it all. They're the ones getting the bad rep. Yeah. And I want to make another observation about this, I think is really sort of fascinating in a way when I thought about it more deeply um, as I was kind of prepping for the episode, like we've got three players, Peters, Robinson and Fields from very different, let's call it football demographs. Okay. Right. The old guy doing you a favor, getting off the fishing boat. He don't give a crap what you think of him. Right. The player in the prime of his career trying to cash in, he's sick of his numbers being bad. He's watching his money burn away in the ether of Matt Nagy's offense being inept. And he doesn't care what they think anymore either. Shoot, he'd be probably perfectly happy to piss him off and get traded. And you've got the young quarterback who, if we're honest, has more power than the coach in the long run because he's the one that's going to be here for the Mm -hmm. next five years at least, hopefully 15, right? And so, like – all three of these players are in very different points in their career, but all sort of doing the same thing, which is saying, I'm going to give you a little bit more information than maybe I should. Mm-hmm. And that's probably because none of them think the bears can do anything meaningful to them as a result of this. Don't care if the bears do anything or don't think the coach is going to be around long enough for it to matter. Impressive. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's woo. That's all I- of it all at once, I guess, but that's where I think you could take this. I'm leaning towards number three there. Well, just, it's just interesting to me. The guy doesn't care. Guy in the primary career can't wait to get out. Mm-hmm. And young QB, he knows he's going to outlast them. And they, they didn't all throw Nagy under the bus in any kind of like overt, hostile, terrible way. But they all did a little something that you can easily say, man, if they loved and or respected and or feared the coach, they would not have said this. Especially no. Robinson and Fields. Peter's in a little bit different. But – Robinson and Fields implied that the scheme is stupid because the routes suck. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. And Matt Nagy, he's in a lose-lose this week, buddy. Put that through your mind. Bears lay an egg against the Niners. His scheme still sucks. Mm -hmm. Bears win against the Niners. Matt Nagy didn't coach, and they won. This is a great week for the fire Matt Nagy crew amongst us. Yay. Unless you're a hub. 
unless you're hub and you say that uh, if the bears win it shows that matt Nagy has instilled good uh, culture and good leadership into the uh, organization which that was the case until recently but, probably yeah. but i don't care he's so bad in game strategically <laughs> and with his yeah. scheme being as bad as it is there is no amount of leadership that could possibly make up for this he would have to cut the scheme altogether out to have any chance of being successful at this point. How many years of data do we need, people? Mm-hmm. All right. look at, and look at the Chiefs, you know? They're getting kept, you know, Leaks catching up a little bit to them. Yep. They don't look so good without those two Pro Bowl tackles, do they? Uh-huh, yep. And like you said last week, got to have the great quarterback, the great tight end, the great wide receiver for it to work. It's just, the bar's just asking a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so, go, I want to go back to Robinson for a second here, okay, if you don't sure. mind. But maybe. Oh, I mind, Chris. You suck, Chris. Well, man. you're just going to suck it up, man. And let me get my beautiful thought out here. Okay. Hello. Um, what if there's been no contract for A Rob? Not because of dollars, but because he doesn't want to be here and play in that system. I, I mean, that's something I, I never mean, thought about to, That's why I said I don't know if I trade him when I, we talked about it because maybe I can get him to like the new regime if there's a new regime. Mm-hmm. But I'd trade him for a second-round pick still. Oh, sure. Yeah. But, I mean, like, we've been wondering why why didn't the Bears resign? Maybe they tried to, and he's like, nope, no, nope, not interested. Not with this offense. Not with this coach. You know, not I don't with know. these QBs. I, and then Fields comes along, and it doesn't look any better yet. I – I don't know if the the question I have with A-Rob's future with the Bears is if someone else is negotiating and running a new system, is he like, okay, hang on. Is he still going to be mad at the Bears if Pace and Nagy are fired? Or would he now entertain it? Probably entertain it, I would think. Or is he just a bad fit with Fields because Fields wants to go deep to speedy guys or whatever? That's the problem with the offense. We don't even know what Fields is best at doing in the NFL yet. I don't know. I think you can find a place for Allen Robinson in any offense. I think that's true too. Um, (laughs) So other news, Mac might go on the IR. Yeah. Breaking news as we record this at like one 30 on Friday, he's officially been ruled out for Sunday, according to Adam Hogue. Oh, Mac is out. Yep. Mac is out for Sunday. So they probably should IR him. He will miss three games no matter what, Mm. but he will get a fourth week with the bye in there. Mm, That's good. So he'd miss this game, Baltimore, and Pittsburgh. Yeah. Which, it would hurt to have him out against Baltimore especially. That would like hurt. Pittsburgh, you're going to either win or lose based on whether you can stop their pass rush, so you're going to lose, um, because their <laughs> offense isn't great and neither is yours. Yeah, but Ravens Larry Brown's coming it. back. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that would be wonderful as uh, if he solidified things. So, yeah, the Bears, a lot of news this week. They just can't keep out of the news cycle, can they? Yeah, and in quite a week for Chicago sports, too. Do you want to talk about that at all or mention the sure. Blackhawks thing at all? I, I uh, briefly, yeah. <laughs> we're a Bears podcast. The whole okay. thing is awful. It's very sad, obviously. I'm very disappointed in Taze, especially. Yeah. Also, so Kane, Taze's comments were totally tone deaf, and I definitely thought and expected better of him. I did too. And I don't know how much I can, like, I kind of have fatigue on the topic for now because. That analysis should be so obvious that it's like, there it is. It's embarrassing. I, I don't know how we wear the sweater right now with any pride. Yeah. If you're that kind of fan, I don't know. I, I mean, I couldn't bring myself to go to a game right now if I lived up there. 
I thought it was really alarming that Wirtz wants the name crossed out of the trophy. Really? Because mm. you knew about the accusation before the trophy was won and you didn't bother to do anything about his name then. Mm. Yeah, damage so, control, I guess. <laughs> it's every bit as disturbing as people are saying. And, I, yeah. and now you just wait for the, the courts to see what, what comes next. Yeah, I'm also just, I've loved Taves. I mean, I never really started watching the Hawks until they were on TV, you know, like 08, 09, somewhere around there. And so so my Blackhawk roots are very shallow, you know? Yeah, same here. I was a Fairweather fan because I just wasn't into hockey that much. Yeah, but I got into them more than I did the Bulls when when we were youngsters, you know, and the Bulls were doing their thing. Oh, yeah, uh, I was way more into the Bulls as a youngster than the Hawks. Okay, myself, yeah, I was so. the opposite, yeah. I will say this. Oh, sorry, did I cut you off? No, just that my I'm very disappointed in Taves, like you said, uh, but my fandom really won't take a big hit because yeah, it wasn't yeah, that deep to yeah. begin with. But yeah. I really liked Jonathan Taves as a leader. So did I. As a spokesman, Captain Serious, that whole thing. So, yeah, that's what really – And I don't was. want to throw him entirely under the bus, but no, call no. Stan and these guys good men after they covered mm. this up. It's like, dude, you can't say that. No, you can't. Um, and the other thing I do want to know, I think they took too long in the initial you know, years after, of course. But once it was brought to their attention and they did the investigation, they should get some credit for the total transparency, putting the PDF out. Like, here you go. Read it. We are yeah. hiding. I, I can't help but think about what a jarring contrast that is to the NFL's Washington mm. football team. Yeah. Thing. yeah. Um, so I am not giving any of the people in charge at the time a pass, but I do think what they did as an organization, just this particular moment this week, I am glad they were fully transparent. It's also got a whole lot of way too late attached to it, yeah. but considering what other organizations are doing with these kind of things, it, I do think they deserve a little bit of credit for putting the yeah. whole thing out there to be read and everything else. I think we're going to see a name change quicker now because of it too. Probably they're going to try to get some good PR from doing mm-hmm. that or to look, you know, a certain way. Or switch uh, logos back- to that black Hawk, you know, right, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So back to the bears. Yeah. Bears. That's what we're here bears. for. The bears. I want to clarify. Mac has not been put on IR yet. He has been ruled out for the game. Yeah. That's what you said. But they, maybe should consider IR because the way the buy would get him a little bit, you know, he'd have a whole Four month, yeah. but I mean, you're probably toast in these games, no matter what. Um, so that brings us to uh, the bears Niners. And then we'll get into last night's game. Yeah. A lot We're of theoretically stuff here to preview the Niners more than anything. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I gotta say, Chris, I'm not feeling great. I don't know how you could. The <laughs> offense is so bad that it's, it's hard to be optimistic or to be excited. Remember when Fields was exciting? The Bears have ruined that whole vibe. Yeah. They have. I mean, I'm still thinking for the future he's fine, but like in the moment right now, I'm having a hard time drumming up a lot of enthusiasm for the next game. Yeah, especially with how bad everything looked last week. Last week was just a nightmare. Everything that could have gone wrong. And it won't be that bad. It almost can't. No, Except for that they did it against the Browns and then again against the Bucks, and you know. But it is twice now. Still had a hundred against them. Yeah. And the Bengals are five and two. They have beat two five and two teams. Yeah. That's lost nice. two, three, <laughs> six, and one. Now one of them, of course, seven and one teams. 
And then also played the Browns. You know, it's, like, mm-hmm. it's a very strange They've thing. They've had a tough schedule. They really have. So. They have. And it's a brutal schedule practically the whole way. It eases up soon. But this game on paper is definitely winnable. But take a look at the numbers here with me. Okay. Just again, I'm just using yards because it's easy to understand and get to. I love all the more advanced stuff. We sometimes tweet those out and retweet the people who put the charts together. But for like just listening, I feel like it's easier to kind of do it this way. Passing yards. All right, the matchups. So when the Bears have so – we'll start – we'll be nice and start when the Bears are on defense. Okay. So the Niners have the 18th passing attack at 353 yards – I'm sorry, offense. 353 yards of offense a game. The Bears are 11th on defense. Mm. The Niners are 25th in passing at 243. 243 yards would seem like a Christmas Day miracle from Not the much. Bears' offense. I know. I know. Oh, gosh. The Bears are 11th at 242. So, like, right about the same. The Bears give up what the Niners put down in the passing game. Hmm. Rushing, the Niners are 12th. The Bears are 23rd as a defense. Hmm. Got gouged a couple of those games. Okay, so that's that's a matchup that you would say overall can favor the Bears if enough of the big names can finish the game, play and finish, by which I mean Hicks because he plays and then gets hurt. Mac is out, but Quinn is back. You know, it's amazing to think that almost balances out after last year. Yeah. If you get get Quinn and Hicks back, your defense is in better shape than it was last week, even with Mac out. Right. But where it gets dicey is Bears have the ball. Overall offense, 32nd in the league at 255 yards. (laughs) The Niners are sixth. Woo. At 324 yards allowed. So think about that. The Niners allow 75 more yards than the Bears, just about 70 more yards than the Bears. And that's six. That's how good the rest of the offenses in the league are. And how bad the Bears offense is astronomically worse than anyone else's, especially passing, where we have 155 yards a game. That is so bad. That I, that's where I kind of just despair, man. That's where you throw your hands up and you say, it's all broken. The blind, the QB, the scheme, the receivers. It's You can't be that bad and have one aspect be really good. It wouldn't be possible. They are fifth in passing defense. Oh. This is oh. not the team for the passing attack to get healthy against on paper. But it's the NFL and funny things happen. Yeah, the rushing uh, game, we're fifth, they're 20th. There's your matchup to exploit. And how many points do we score in all these games where we have great success running the ball? Uh, three. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, uh, it should matter more than it does on the scoreboard, but they don't seem to know how to make take advantage of it. No, it's like 20 to the 20, they like to run, but then in the red zone, who, well, if I don't know, something happens before the red zone, I guess. Well, they can't or, survive one bad play. Yes, that's true. I would like him to – so there's so many advanced stats. All the, all the oh, Fields holds the ball too long. You know what? He's 23rd in the league at that. Yeah. You know who's 22nd? Trevor Lawrence. Have you heard Trevor Lawrence holds the ball too long from anybody? Yeah, I think we know the media is just pretty lazy, you know. Yeah, and, you know. and, and like his sack rate is terrible. That's also partly on the scheme and definitely on the line. Mm-hmm. His average time to throw against the Bucks was under three seconds. That's unheard of. Piss poor pass protection. There's some it, good alliteration yeah. for all you poets his, out there. <laughs> yeah. His uh his two strip fumbles were both one was under two seconds and one was yeah. like just over. 
Like that's you yeah. The first one not on him at all. Second one a little iffy. The only turnover I would 100% put on him for sure is the underthrow to A Rob from out of the end zone. The mm. last one was terrible. But I mean, he's trying too hard. They're down big. Yeah. It's a, but the rest of them you can like say part fields or Mooney. You know, hits his hands. Line gets blown up. Coaches yeah. tell him it's a free play twice in a row. It's not a free play. Like crazy, crazy incompetence, top to bottom in this passing attack. Yeah. I, and, and so well, how I, do you evaluate him? How do you evaluate him with any kind of fairness? Well, we've, yeah, we've talked about the fact that we expect him to make mistakes like any sure. other rookie, but everything is just, uh, you know, magnified by the fact that the whole offense is so terrible. I'm confident he is much better than he's looked. Yeah, I am. I'm confident that a real coach will get more out of him and Mooney and Komet probably. And if they still have a May Rob, right. Or the new receiver they signed. I'm pretty sure a lot of this is coaching. I'm pretty sure a lot of this is O-line play and needing and hoping that those young guys pan out. It would be a big step to fixing that. But my point is for the moment, as much as it sucks to note they have sapped all the joy out of watching Justin Fields <laughs> play football for me right now, because I go into Sunday's game going, oh, is this going to be the shut everyone up game? Or is it just going to be another game where they have no offense and I got to shut off Twitter for two days because people lose their minds and there's no context, right? It's like, come on guys, have a fun offense one time this week, this year. I, I desperately ass, need apparently. it. It's, that's how it feels. Yeah. And like the Lions game, he had made some great throws. The Raiders game, he made some great throws. I sat here on the pod and said he was going through his progressions better and progressing in certain ways against Green Bay. The, the results weren't there. Two really nice drives were. And then we got last week. Mm-hmm. And that's too much recency bias to just base it off of last week. But, man, now you're coming in playing a much better pass defense. I mean, and the weird thing is the Bucs were a good run defense. And the Bears ran all over. Right. They did what no one had been able to do against Tampa's line defensively. So line maybe all my numbers mean nothing. That we maybe. <laughs> that, would, that would be good because we need to pass the ball to win games, apparently. Unlike those bastards to the north. <laughs> I have to bring this up. People are going to be mad at me as Bears fans for this. The biggest <laughs> difference in the Packers and Bears this particular season now, normally it's been Aaron Rodgers, but right mm-hmm. now, this season, especially after watching last night's game, it's Matt LaFleur. Yes. No Adams, no top three of their receivers. Their, their second best player is the best receiver in the league, according to many. And it's kind of crazy <laughs> that he's not their best player, but second best player. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He's out. They still score 24 points. They run the ball like crazy. And somehow they run the ball and throw a little bit and score points. I didn't know this could happen because my team runs the ball a lot and can't score points. Now, to be fair, the Cardinals did really set them up a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. But I'm saying, I, I look at the scheme they run. I watch a jet motion sweep expose a guy, and I watch Rodgers come back to the yep. other side for a clearly designed play to admit mm-hmm. you five yards on third and four. Yep. And it's like, this was the most inevitable conversion I've ever seen when I saw the motion start. And I'm like, why can't the Bears do anything like that? Their receivers can block, too. It just the, the the clean game. They're, they're also ridiculously lucky. Obviously, the end of the yeah. game is like perfect Packers juju. <laughs> I get that. But I'm just, I'm just saying in terms of just watching the offenses, you had a formula where Green Bay should have had very, very few chances to succeed in the past game. Of course, mm-hmm. Rodgers mitigates a lot of that because of his individual brilliance. But my point is they ran the ball like crazy. 
They picked up first downs through the passing game when they needed to. And he's not perfect. He totally screwed up the decision against the Bucs, for example, in the conference championship. But, man, Matt LaFleur's system is good. It works. If it can work that well without the best receiver in the league against an undefeated team. At home. much better than our system. Or on the road for them, but in their house, yeah. Yeah, yeah, in the undefeated team's house. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, So I'm just like, okay, we can run two. Three points. Yeah. Yeah. Six points. <laughs> 14 points, it's pulling teeth. Yeah, 14.4. Is that the season average right now? Yeah. How many, how many, how many wins do the Bears get if you can give this defense consistently 24 points like the Packers do? Oh, maybe they're five and two also. Yeah, you I'm know? just saying it's not going to beat everybody. Mm-hmm. But you're going to win a lot of games, but we they... can't even hit that sort of average number. Yeah, they would have lost. 10 points under it. Like, my gosh, my yeah, soul. I know, I know. <sighs> with, the, with the offensive genius. He's not. He's he's a total fraud on that. Here's my air quotes. Genius. It, he's, Listeners can't see, but you can see. It, it just it doesn't work. Nope. And then I watched the Green Bay thing. It's like, they should have this many points. Why does this work? Oh, look at the perfect third down call. Look at these running backs with beautiful wide open running lanes. Yeah. Look at that awesomely executed screen to a halfback. Hey, a slant. Where did we're the only team in the league not running slants? Like we got to be the only team in the league that doesn't know how to run a slant. Slant or screen, we can't do either. <laughs> Super easy things to help your quarterback get going. We can't do it. Yeah, there was one. So, screen I'm sorry for the, uh... being all doom and gloom, but no, that game just no, you're right. Spoke legions to me about Matt Nagy. Oddly enough, there was a screen the Cardinals ran last night where Murray had to like tippy-toe or jump a little bit just to whoop, dump it over the line. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. But... Refs yeah. also brutal last night. Oh another train wreck gosh. of the game. They, they had a couple go against Green Bay. The spot that they gave Murray at the end of the game was hilarious. Yeah, The ref literally grabbed the ball from the other one, signaled the first down, crow hopped to make it look like he was not advancing the ball, but it was obvious that he <laughs> did. I was like, that's the sketchiest spot I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It was, it was the way he did it. It was like super suspicious. It was kind of like and then the, Joe Buck calling Murray short. That was great. Um, no, Joe Buck. That was hilarious. I enjoyed that. I know you hate every announcer, but that was funny. Yeah. Every, um, every, every person I was, oh, I don't mind Joe Buck. I think he's good. Is either a Cardinal fan or married to a Cardinal fan. Or I'm just going to throw that oh, out there and leave it. You there. stop. I did enjoy the guy on Facebook being like, do you like any broadcasters? And you like ran off a few names. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I've only heard you ever mention Greg Olson and the Monday night crew that's going now. (laughs) True, But I do, I I put some thought into it. I was like, okay, Okay, who do I like? Okay. Ian Eagle. I do like him. I think he does a good job. You know, Al Michaels is fine. He's been fine for years, you know? So I really did. I put some thought into that. I actually, Michael's is hard to evaluate because his partner is too. Oh, this guy. Collinsworth's the worst, in my opinion, by a pretty hefty margin as the as as the uh, analyst. So I kind of wanted to know what Michael's would be like with someone else Mm -hmm. there. He's making a boost in the booth with Collinsworth next to him. (laughs) Niners, Bears, who you got? Oh gosh, you know what? I'm going to take the Bears, my friend. And you can call me a homer. You can call me a meatball. And you would be absolutely right. Um, I hope I'm I calling know. you correct after yeah, Sunday's game. I just, I got to, I don't know. Uh, this is not an educated opinion, but uh, I. Is it I, a fairly educated? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that uh, 
what we heard from the players about them talking more and them having meetings more and Nagy not being around as much, I think we're going to see some some different stuff, some new stuff. I would love it. Maybe that's. False uh, I'm hope. gonna just. I'm gonna go ahead and put in place my criteria for analysis, and it all says the Niners are better. As much as I want you okay. to be right. I'll take the Niners in an ugly game that once again sets football back 30, 40 years. <laughs> I'll say the Niners win this thing uh, 19-13. Okay. I'm going to say Bears 23, 49ers 20. All right. You got us winning a nail biter. That'd be fun. It would beat my scenario. By the way, I'm just did... giving you my, my trying to be honest. Yeah, thoughts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Me too. Me, I'm, I'm, yeah. But it's good that we disagree. It's kind of lame when we think the same thing every episode yeah. <laughs> about the score. Yeah. Uh, I'll take one last point than he did so that it's different. <laughs> I was listening to, uh, maybe you heard this. Uh, the score had Joe Ostrowski on as a guest on the morning show because he's, you know, like their gambling guy, I guess. Yeah, um, he's the gambling guy. All right. He's once it was announced that Negi was that was funny positive. The line changed for the game. Like That's Bears more... fans voting or uh, betting on the Bears because of Negi being gone. What does that tell you? Like we all think it's the guy. We all think it's this one guy. We've seen three and a half almost years of it, and we're all like, "Yep, it's him." And if he's not, not there, breaking news on shot. this. Seven minutes ago, Dan Weeder tweeted out that Nagy said he doesn't, he won't know until Sunday if he can coach against the Niners. Ooh. And doesn't want to tell anyone if he had symptoms or where he'll watch the game if he can't coach it. <laughs> he wouldn't even tell reporters where he was. Oh my gosh. What like, in the world? Who cares? Like, what did he think they were going to follow that up with? And what's the address, Matt? I mean, like. Oh, yeah. Mm, secretive. Mm. I'm not an idiot. Can't let the Niners know that I'm in my basement with the wallpaper of my play sheets. Right. <laughs> it's <just> like, <laughs> ridiculous. I, I think I was all alone in my office and I laughed. You know how you don't normally laugh out loud when you're all alone? I laughed out loud. Oh, yeah, alone. never. I would never do that. Yeah, okay. Well, you're not like me then. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, uh, that, that Niners defense is pretty darn good, but the yeah. team stinks. They're reeling. The Bears are kind of bad. And Trey Lance uh, the hurt, thing that's right? crazy about the line to me is a two and four team is going to the three and four team who played a brutal schedule to their house, and the the two and four team is favored right now by four <laughs> points. The, the Bears' offense is so bad that no one believes in them at all. John Fox ran a better offense than Matt Nagy, and he was or, such a terrible coach on every other level. It's yeah. it's just crazy. I would love nothing more than the Bears to come out fling the ball all over the place out of play action. My gosh, please. He's got the lowest percentage of play action passes in the league at 16%, yep. I think. Or at least out of the young QBs who need play action. By far the lowest of the rookies. By far. I don't yep. remember the exact numbers, but it was a significant it's quite drop a bit. Off. Yeah, yeah, it's a big drop. And so I'd love nothing more than the Bears to come out and put up 27 points and shut everybody up. I just – I got to see it first. Mm. Or at least I got to see signs of it again because i thought we were getting them and then it just got all destroyed Understood. all right other games in the division yeah okay well so we've got green bay at arizona i've got the packers winning on some kind of bs <laughs> fluke play at the mm. end how about you wow that is oddly specific wow hmm. yeah like the yeah. receiver doesn't turn around or acts like it's a running <laughs> play or something my goodness that was amazing 
And of course, you know, if the, of course if it's happens, the Packers that profit uh-huh, from it, if, if it's the bears and you know, Eddie Jackson's the defender, he doesn't catch it. He bobbles it. Or if it's oh, no, it sticks Johnson. in his helmet and the receiver just grabs it for the touchdown. Yeah. Only the Packers get that dumb luck. They're like, come on. Unbelievable. We got a good okay. uh, good gif out of that game, though. The, with the Rogers gif laying oh, on man, the side. The face. The... Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's amazing. Too many memes to share. Some are inappropriate for this family entertainment. Yeah. All right. Philadelphia at Detroit. Oh boy, those are the, the two brilliant coaches going up against two and five versus oh, and oh my gosh, did you hear the Philadelphia's coach's motivating tool no. recently? He no. showed the team a bunch of flowers because he was trying to talk about like how if you have deep roots and you have good fertile soil, and they're trying to establish the right culture. And the metaphor was flowers oh for football players. Oh my, that oh yeah. Uh, did he read Trestman's book? Is that where he got that? <laughs> So Philly two and five at of course the zero and seven Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. Who you got and why? Oh, I'm going Philly because Detroit is just so bad, and I, they're starting to. We're gonna kick you in the teeth. Realize that uh, poor coach Dan Campbell is uh, he's not uh, he's not gonna be around very long. <laughs> I uh, I really want to pick Detroit for the fun factor. You know we love our Lions I fans know, here, I people. Do. Yeah. I just can't. It's the same thing. How could I pick against the Bears with the you got to prove it logic, right? And looking at the numbers and saying, eh, that team looks like it's better. And then come, turn around and be like, eh, but go Lions. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. I think they're feistier than a lot of people expect in the yeah. games most of the time. Like the first half is pretty close. I think they're coming off of their Super Bowl against the Rams and still losing that game because they're not anywhere near in the Rams league. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to get beat by a bad Philly team because the Bad Philly team is not as bad as the Lions. Exactly. That's simple. That's simple. Exactly. Agreed. But this was one of those games that Detroit could win that might get them a, a little bit more. Mo- they don't have that many wins potentially on the schedule. They could be, you know, winless, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. So we both got Philly because how could we not? Are the, they the other game involving team? the division is kind of interesting. Okay. Five and one Dallas, maybe without Dak. Really? At Minnesota. There's a big debate about whether he's playing. Right now, Minnesota's favored by three because people think Dak won't play. Hmm. I didn't know he was hurt. Where was that? Where have I been? He strained his calf, and they're trying to figure out if they just rest it, will he be perfectly fine or not? I think if he plays, they Dallas wins, and if he yeah. doesn't, Minnesota does. It's that simple a game to me. Minnesota's got a good offense, and mm-hmm. Dallas won't keep up with the backup. Come on. No. But Dallas might have the best offense in the league when they're all healthy. They've been kicking butt offensively. Yeah, they, they, they've. I don't know. They. I think the both Bears these QBs are schedule. having terrific seasons. By the way. Yeah. I just. Dak Prescott, eighteen hundred <laughs> yards, sixteen TDs. Oh my. That's like that's under Tom Brady, but it's like the next best numbers. Cousins has seventeen hundred sixty-nine yards, thirteen TDs to only two interceptions. You like mm-hmm. that? You like that? You like that? Dallas's offense just for kicks, fifth, second, first in passing yards, rushing yards, points. Pretty good. So they get 460 yards of overall offense a game. I know, but they also get the Washington team twice, the Eagles twice, yeah, yeah, they and do. the Giants twice. But they so. score on everybody. But I think if, if Dak plays, everybody. they win. If Dak doesn't, you can easily. That's probably fair. I mean, I yeah. think that's really generic, but 
pretty obvious. We need to, yeah. I suppose we got. I got to. I got to say, it's another slate where. Yeah, you got to get over it at some point. That's another batch of games that just doesn't look great to me. I, I, I guess the next best game is Tampa New Orleans. Yeah. That doesn't really do much for me because I think Tampa's quite a bit better. And then yeah. our our Monday night game is the treat of the Giants at the Chiefs. Oh boy. Okay, well, look, look at these games. <laughs> Carolina, Atlanta. Don't care. But, Miami, Buffalo, obvious. But, yeah. Pittsburgh, Cleveland. I mean, I think Pitts is a shell of its former self, even if they are three and three. And Mayfield's supposed to be back. Yep. Philadelphia, Detroit. Rams at Houston. <laughs> Bengals at the Jets. Mm. Titans, Colts, I guess is decent. Patriots yeah. at the Chargers. Now that Jaguars and the Seahawks. Uh, Patriots oh. Chargers is probably the most interesting to me. I want to see what Herbert does against the Belichick defense. Yeah, yeah. These he, games, almost all of them suck, though. It's a terrible slate. Who did the Jaguars have? You said Seahawks. Okay, that, Boy, that is an unwatchable football team without Russell Wilson. <laughs> yeah, that's that Jacksonville might have a shot. With yep. that, yeah. Washington Denver. Yeah. See what I mean? It's just there's just not a lot of great matchups. We got the good matchup that was yesterday on a Thursday game. How weird is that? Very rare. Yeah, usually it's like a seems like a, a Jacksonville versus whoever else is bad in the AFC well, South. Don't get here. used to it. We got the Jets and Joe <laughs> Flacco versus the Colts in this next Thursday game. Oh, there. That's what I'm talking. That's a good back Thursday to normal. Game. Yes. <laughs> du, 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 du. I'll watch the Bulls. Please be on that. Bulls. <laughs> yeah, I want to. I want to start paying attention to the Bulls. It's been a long time, and I think it'll help me not focus on the uh, Blackhawks. You know, or yeah, it's give good. me something else to do. You know, so yeah, and and not focus on the Bears' offense. Yeah, or the Cubs' offseason. All right. Well, we are Bulls. No, that doesn't work. Bulls. We educate Bulls. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! That was close. You're gonna do it one of these days. Idiot! Good thing you edit it. (laughs) You're right. 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 You suck, Chris. (laughs) Hello. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I do. All right. I don't have anything else because none of these games are worth talking about. They'll (laughs) all be close and make me look like a moron on uh, Sunday. But the matchups aren't great this week. But that being said, wouldn't you watch any one of those over uh, Braves Astros World Series game? (laughs) Yes, I'm totally checked out on the baseball. Bring on the Falcons. Yes. Or as or as our friend Olin Kurtz says, the Falcons. I don't know why he can't Falcons. say that word right. Yeah. He also always says uh, Chicago Bears. Whenever he's talking about the team, he doesn't say the Bears. It's always Chicago it's, Bears. It's always yeah. Chicago Bears. Yeah. I love his analysis, though. He's, oh, he's, he's probably the, the best Bears former player that has a gig mm-hmm. as, an, as an analyst. Hire Olin, George. Let Olin put together. Matt Nagy always wanting to find the wise. I got an idea, Matt. Mm-hmm. Look in a mirror. You know, like that mm-hmm. was a, that one went viral. You want to be head coach of Chicago Bears? Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Get Take us, us out away, of here. Yeah. Thanks, friend. thanks everyone for listening to Barely Educated. We will talk to you after the Bears Niners game. Maybe talking about a W, but probably not. Find us out on I know. Find us on Twitter. You go against your pick in the outro. I know, hey, I told you. I'm you suck, yeah, Chris. It's a meatball pick. Yeah. Okay. Go I'm ahead. I'm just. I have hope that new stuff happens with Coach Gone. That's that's what it's. Maybe it's stupid, foolish hope. I'm not a smart man. Anyway, find us on Twitter at barely underscore educated. Our website buymeacoffee.com slash barely underscore educated. We're on 
Facebook, which is now Meta or something like that. Just go in there and slash Barely Educated, whatever website that is now. Find us there. Shoot us an email, barelyeducatedpod <laughs> at gmail.com. Uh, shout out to former student Tim. He seems to like that nickname, so we'll go with it. Oh, yeah, All we right. got to break down his film breakdown next time. Yes, true. We All right, talk to you later, here. everyone. Take care. Bear down, my friends. All right, well, come back, everyone. Hang on, I'm going to start that over. I'm not an idiot. And totally redeem yourself. Put that through your mind. I love the bears.